Hello, everyone. I'm Greg Goins from the Reimagined Schools podcast, a proud member of the Education Podcast Network, just like the show you're listening to right now. The opinions expressed are those of the individual host. Make sure you check out all the other great podcasts at edupodcastnetwork.com and get ready because the learning begins in three, two, one. Coming up on episode 41 of Podcast PD, Stacy, AJ, and myself, we're going to talk about EdCamp and we're going to reflect a little on what makes EdCamp great. And we're also going to throw it to ourselves in a very special segment where we were on location. And we're going to talk about the 12 days of Podcast PD. This is Podcast PD, the show that provides you with anytime, anywhere professional development. Our conversations and guests will provide you with the learning you might get in a faculty meeting or on a PD day. Except you'll have more fun with Stacey Lindis, Chris Nessie, and me, AJ Bianco. Welcome to episode 41. Today, Chris, AJ, and I are going to talk about our reflections of this year's 2018 EdCamp New Jersey. But first, let's talk to the guys. Chris, AJ, how are you? Greetings, Stacey. Everything is going well. How's it going out there in podcast listener world? Things are very nice. We are approaching well, Thanksgiving by the time we record this one, so I am still looking forward to massive amounts of food on my plate. Turkey. So I'm sure when you're listening to this, I've probably gained five pounds. I'm also doing well, Stacy. Coming off of Ed Camp, New Jersey. Again, we're recording this before the Thanksgiving holiday, so undoubtedly, I've had a lot of mashed potatoes and turkey. I just awesome. want the stuffing. Just give me the stuffing. Oh, yeah, I like I like the stuffing. Give me some stuffings and biscuits. And the best thing about Thanksgiving dinner is two hours later when I want more of it. Yes. Then I can watch a football game and have a little bit extra on a big old sandwich. All right. So real quick, then, what is your favorite? leftover use of turkey just a repeat of thanksgiving dinner with like i literally rebuild my plate for like two or three days and no, sa- lots and sandwich. lots of mashed potatoes we go nuts with mashed potatoes because i love mashed potatoes there that just takes too much time i don't need to make plates just give me some some bread give me the leftover biscuits give me some rolls whatever's there i'm gonna make a sandwich out of everything you just named i don't like sandwiches how do you not like a sandwich I don't understand. You know what? I will eat them out. I don't make them myself unless it's like a grilled cheese. I don't know. It's, I, I don't like sandwiches. I don't really like to eat bread at home. It sounds weird. I know. Chris is making faces. You can't see it, but he's making I, like... I'm making these faces because I thought I asked a really good, easy softball Thanksgiving time question, and now I learned you don't like sandwiches. So, Chris, what do you do with your leftovers? I do a combination of what both of you do. I will rebuild plates for dinner. I will use extra turkey for lunch. Uh, I, I personally do not think that cold turkey makes for, I'm not a big fan of turkey salad, not turkey. So I'm not a turkey salad guy. So, but like turkey sandwich, love that. Get me some good, fresh, crunchy Italian bread, make a nice sandwich. Ooh, yummy. Nobody does the moist maker a la Ross from Friends. I don't remember that part. It's one of my favorite episodes ever. He builds a sandwich. He takes one piece of bread and dips it in the gravy. He calls that piece the moist maker, and it's what keeps the sandwich. Oh yeah, moist. yeah, yeah. Somebody and then keeps his, his lunch, eats right? it. Yeah, and, right, right. And he's like, "Did you miss the part where it said 
do not eat. This sandwich belongs to Ross. Or whatever it was. I'm paraphrasing. And he was like, oh, yeah, I did see that. Well, there might be some of it left over. And he was like, you threw it. Like, the indignation is just my favorite thing. Because Ross is such an awkward, lovable person. I didn't watch Friends. What? How did you grow up in the 90s and not watch Friends? See how ridiculous that sounds? It's like saying, I don't like to eat sandwiches. (laughs) (laughs) Touche. Anyway, on to episode 41. Alrighty. So, what did you guys think? Of? I thought Ed Camp, New Jersey. Of the moist maker. Of Friends. What did you think of Friends, AJ? (laughs) Great job. Stop using the word moist. Sorry. Sorry. (laughs) Chris has some editing to do now. Nope. No, I don't. So I really thought that 2018 went well. We left the day feeling very upbeat, very excited about everything that happened on Saturday, November 17th. As Stacy alluded to, we tried some new things with Ed Camp New Jersey this year. And having been a, a leader and one of the organizers, I couldn't have been happier with all of the hard work and all of the ways that everybody who made it happen contributed to what we were able to put together. So it it was very exciting from that standpoint and from my perspective. It's like tapping into a new well. You get like all of this like enthusiasm, energy, new ideas, and the new people that were brought in this year were like some of the best. So I agree. Yeah. I always get fired up for, uh, for Ed camp. I I just, I, I love the fact that we can, organize these events and we can get people involved and get people happy and excited. And I think one of the hardest parts for me is not being able to do sessions or be part of sessions. But, you know, again, when I hear people's comments about sessions and, you know, what they learned and the things they did, I think it's really, really great to to see them smile and and hear how excited they are about what they're going to bring back to their schools. I I would say, AJ, that a point you just made is really the only negative for me about head camp at this point being somebody who is trying to make the day go i don't get the opportunity to go to sessions like i did when i was you know an attendee so that's my only qualm if i can find a way next year to not only make the day go but also get to learn that that's what i would be looking for for myself and i have to say i think that is exactly why this is one of my favorite ed camps in a really long time, especially ed camp New Jersey is where, you know, two years ago it was in my school. So like you, Chris, you have that sense of obligation where you have to make sure that because you're hosting the event in your district, in your building, you need to make sure that things are running smoothly. And you are the point person. You are the person who's going to put out any fire that comes up. So that makes sense. This year, you know, I told both of you that I was pulling back a little bit from my responsibilities being on the organizing team. And as part of that, I decided to maximize my learning in the morning and I went to four sessions in the morning. And I really think that that for me was exactly the type of recharge that I feel most educators need this time of year, but that I certainly needed to make it feel like ed camp for me, it wasn't just um, an event that I worked, but an event that I worked on myself on. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think it speaks to what you're saying. Like, you wish that you attended more sessions. I think because I attended sessions, I felt like like I did two things instead of just doing one thing. Like, 
for example, last year you and I did, and I think AJ, you're part of that too. We didn't leave the cafeteria. So people would ask me questions and I'd be like, I don't know. I've been here all day. And they're like, oh, so like this year I got to see how beautiful your school is, how beautiful the school, in, uh, the high school in New Brunswick is. It is a great space. I have to say your admin crew that was there helping us, your custodial staff were amazing and it just made setting up and breaking down so much easier. So from an organizing perspective, and I did do those parts, um, even though I did attend, um, you know, having that support of people who are in the know, how the building works, moving tables around. That was, yeah. So kudos, round of applause to your custodial staff, your building support. They were amazing. I echo those sentiments a thousand percent. Uh, we have some of the best maintenance people that I've ever worked with in my career. And, you know, not, not just even having me in the building, uh, but also having, you know, Joe Juba, Bowtie Joe, former guest of the show, also being in the building with me certainly made it easier to be the point people and, and make sure that things needed to get done. So I was able to bounce ideas off of him and he off of me, and we were able to get those issues in the planning process to our building and district level administrators who are super supportive of what EdCamp is all about. And so I echo those applauses. So it sounds like we all had really great days or really great experiences. I guess we all shared the same day. So it was really great experiences throughout the day. What was one of your highlights from the day? AJ? I think for me, uh, I was telling this to some people, uh, it was great to see a lot of the same people that we always see when we go to these ed camps and on conferences and things like that. And it's always nice to catch up with them. But I think the highlight for me was actually being able to meet new people who, you know, I've seen on Twitter or they followed or whatever the case may be, but actually meeting them face to face for the very first time. Um, of course, I like the same old people. You know, we talk about that plenty of times before, but going out of the way and meeting different people yesterday or at this event was really a highlight for me. My highlight is also along those lines. It was really great to see, and I'll just shout them out. It was great to see Adam show and Bart and Danny Kennis at EdCamp New Jersey because we haven't seen them in quite a while. Adam is a former guest of the show and Danny, we haven't seen in a couple of years. You know, she's a mom, she's still teaching, but obviously, you know, being a parent and having a family, super important and nobody begrudges her for any of that. So it was just great to see two of our old friends in person again in a place where we really all came together originally. Um, in terms of new people, it's always great to see teachers that I work with on a daily basis who are new to the EdCamp PD model and, and totally appreciate it. And I'm, I know when I go back to work, I'm going to get face-to-face compliments and emails about the day and how enjoyable it was. And one specific new person who it was really exciting to, to meet this person and welcome them to their first ed camp was the commissioner of education in the state of New Jersey, Lamont Repolet. So that was super cool because he came after lunch and led a session and, you know, spoke to many New Jersey educators and administrators. And that was just really special. And, you know, I can be excited for the fact that when he was up at the board and I handed him the mic, then when he was done talking, I got to explain to him what exactly EdCamp was because he sincerely had never been to EdCamp before. 
And it was just really nice to share that with him. Yeah, that was, that was a really great experience. I mean, meeting him and shaking his hand and, you know, having him be there and exciting for his very first egg game. I thought that was fantastic. That was super cool. And I'm going to echo some of what you guys are saying about, you know, seeing old friends. I always feel like ed camps are like the ultimate in reunions. It's like I've never gone to a high school reunion, but it's probably because I don't feel it's going to sound crappy, but like I don't care about those people as much as I care about the people who are currently in my life and who improve my life in a, in a meaningful way. So it's just kind of nice to like have that reunion type feel. And I was amazed at the number of new people to Ed Camp and their willingness to learn on the fly and put sessions up. So one of my highlights was sitting down with two EdCamp veterans um, trying to, you know, convince them to put a session up on the board. I have a tendency to walk around EdCamp with post-its and markers in my back pocket, and I just take them, put them on the table. I'm like, oh, what are you going to talk about today? And, you know, it's my invitation to share something different and new. Um, and while I was doing that, there was... Um, this really attentive person who was kind of eavesdropping or listening in. And I looked over at him and I was like, oh, would you like to put a session on the board? And we kind of talked through it. And through that invitation to participate, um, he led a session during the fourth session. And that was a session I attended. And it is by far one of the most valuable conversations I've had about education in a really, really long time. So um, Matt Daly and John Madden, I look forward to talking to you in the future. Yes, his name is John Madden. I think that's a football reference. In fact, I know it's a football reference, but it's it means nothing to me except that he has a game. I know some of the stuff, but um, what they were talking about had nothing to do with football and everything to do with um, what we should be doing as educators. So, super awesome conversation. I would love to have him on the show going forward. Um, but yeah, that was my highlight. Just all of it. Just a good day. All right, so. We've shared our highlights. Now let's shift gears a little bit and let's kind of dig into actual feedback that we've gotten. We, we've removed the names, but as is customary with any EdCamp or conference, and, and if it's not, it should be, uh, but we do send out a survey to get feedback from our attendees. And part of that also leads to those people getting their certificates for professional development hours. But two of the most important questions on here are, number one, I'm glad I came to EdCamp because dot, dot, dot. And number two, EdCamp would have been better if dot, dot, dot. So we take the good, we take the bad, we take them both, and then we plan the next EdCamp. You thought I was going to say facts. I really thought you were going with it and I was going to, okay, go ahead. I was going to chime in as well, but. So we're going to bounce around back and forth. So let's start with a little good. We'll do a little criticism. So let's uh, let's dive in here. So again, these statements are all preceded by, I'm glad I came to EdCamp because, so here we go. It gave me ideas for my future classroom. I got to network. It reinvigorates me and makes me even more excited to go back to my school and change the world. I learned practical things I can implement in my classroom tomorrow or on Monday as this person wrote it. Um, what's another? Can I one interject that real out? quick? Oh, sure. Go ahead. So the first thing you said, because I'm writing this down, of course, um, is 
I, I learned ideas for a future classroom. I just love that EdCamp is not about educators who are already in the field. And I know one of the things we talk about is that there are no egos. So it's really nice to see pre-service teachers, teachers who've been in it for two to three years, teachers who are in it longer like we are, those who've moved on to different areas in education, such as supervisors and principals, directors, superintendents, or like you said, Chris, the commissioner of education. So like EdCamp really has a place for everyone. And actually, um, not giving this person's name away, they are a pre-service teacher. They're still going to school to be a teacher. And I will say, no, it was not Luke, my student teacher. I was going to say, was it Luke, the student (laughs) teacher who we got to meet? He was on, we referenced him earlier in the show. We should have him on, Chris. I know, we we, we will. We're, We're getting there. And after his feedback... Uh, he really enjoyed the day. Wait, wait, so, he's almost done, right? Uh, December twenty first. Yeah, we're 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 getting up on there. Yeah, keep going. Feedback. No problem. All right. Um, I connected with some awesome, knowledgeable colleagues. I was introduced to new ideas, and I got to connect with inspiring people. Uh, here's somebody who echoes our thoughts. Got to meet up with old connections. Uh, I was able to connect with many different people and learn and share ideas together. Uh, a lot of these next ones, they all relate to uh, working with a, a great PLCs, uh, growing their PLNs, their professional learning networks. Uh, here's one that really stands out, was able to collaborate with administrators, which speaks to the idea that, Stacey, you just brought up of that. There's a place for everybody at EdCamp, from the pre-service to the administrator, etc. Another good one here. I enjoyed conversations with fellow teachers in and out of my district. Uh, It was so inspirational to be amongst so many great educators who care about their craft. Uh, I really enjoy learning in the unconference environment. So obviously we're talking about, you know, the rule of two feet. You're not hurting anybody's feelings. If you leave a session or a conversation or, you know, make sure you get out of the day, what you want to get out of the day. A lot of great comments here about being energized, networking, meeting like-minded professionals. People talking about taking away things that are going to help them in their classroom. That's awesome. I feel like looking at some of the things you've mentioned, you could probably ask, you know, use one word to describe your day. And that would be really cool too. create a word out of it. That's actually what I do because I know within probably after the Thanksgiving holiday, based on when we're talking, uh, I'll have a follow-up meeting with my district leadership, so the superintendent, et cetera, where I actually take this and I do actually make a word cloud. I did that last year. And I'm able to say these are some of the big ideas and takeaways. I do that. <laughs> uh, l- l- let's take a look at some of the critiques, which I think the real purpose here is not to speak negatively, but again, we're asking the question, EdCamp would have been better if... So these are things that we really take to heart to make the day even better going forward. This is where I feel like we might chime in a lot more just because I feel like as EdCamp organizers, you guys are pretty deliberate in how you plan the day. Um, so maybe we could just interject and talk about why some of those decisions were made. Absolutely. All right. So here we go. The sessions were split more evenly 
between the before and after lunch. So let me just set that up by saying this year's Ed Camp New Jersey was, after a few years, a return to a full-day Ed Camp where we provided a lunch time session, and we had six total sessions available. We did four before lunch, and then after lunch we did two more, and then we ended our day. So what are your thoughts on that feedback, guys? So can I just clarify, this person is saying that EdCamp would have been better if the sessions had been divided evenly. Like, so we moved on to that. Like, every time I hear that phrase, like, the sessions would have been better, or the sessions were split more evenly, it means nothing if I don't put that, that begin, that prompt in there. AJ, what are you thinking? You know, I got to be honest, I I feel like, because I wasn't in the sessions, I didn't realize how, maybe how long the morning was for folks, but... You know, I think four sessions in the morning is good. I mean, look, it's an ed camp, right? We have the rule of two feet. You're allowed to leave a session whenever you want to. You're allowed to leave a day whenever you want to. You know, you're, you're not coming because because of certificate, because of hours. You're coming because you want the experience of learning at your own pace or your own demands. So I think four sessions in the morning was good. So you get the most out of a day. I feel like half and half day, you know, I feel like it's more of a rush in the morning. You're not going to get as much out of it as you as you would. Uh, of course, the sessions would be a little bit longer, but you know, if you're lo- working with 30 or 40 minute sessions a day or, or, or at a time, I think that's really a legit learning experience for a lot of people. I agree. I, I kind of like that lunch took place at a normal time of day. And, you know, if anyone felt that they had to leave early, but was still wanted to participate in the day, then they could do that without feeling like they, they could only be there for like two sessions. Like you're saying, AJ, those shorter sessions kind of pack in a lot of different topics. And I have found, you know, you know, when you make when you make EdCamp a day about your learning, sometimes you can continue the conversation in a place that isn't where the session took place. You know, you can go back to the conversation cafe. Is that what you called it this year? I forget. Uh, the connection cafe, the cafeteria. That's, right. Like, it's all the same. But you, you know, like if you have a really good session and you want to continue it there, then, then move on. But, you know, building four sessions into the morning and two in the afternoon after lunch, that was intentional. Like you said, Chris, making the day longer, just kind of breaking it up in a way that made sense. The next one, and th- this is more cutesy, uh, this person said it would have been better if there were more sessions to which we can speak to the day there were a possible 90 possible sessions based on the number of rooms and having six sessions. There were 90 opportunities to learn something. And I think when all is said and done, I don't know if that we had 90, but we had probably close to 80, if not over 80 plus or minus a couple. I don't know that we, I don't know that we filled every session, but there was the potential for 90 conversations. No, running the running the board, we did not fill all sessions. So if that person felt the need to have an extra session, they could have. I wonder if that isn't feedback that's more like, I wish that there were more sessions, dot, 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 about things that I want to talk about. Yeah, Stacey, I was thinking the same thing. I, I think I don't think this is about not having enough sessions. I have a feeling this, this individual person was looking for something specific and they didn't have this session that they were looking for. And hey, it could have been a first timer. So maybe they didn't realize they could make a session about whatever they wanted or what they were looking for. So, you know, when we when we talk about this feedback, like I understand we had 
80, 90 sessions, but at the same point, people who are there for the first time don't realize that it's, it's them and maybe they're a little nervous to go up there. So maybe there was something specific that they wanted. They just didn't get a chance to go to or didn't see on the board. The next one, uh, more people attended and word was spread. So let me amend this comment by saying that, again, one of the new things we did with our Ed Camp this year was we held it in two locations. We held it in New Brunswick, and we also used a more southern New Jersey location in Egg Harbor Township. Shout out to Steve Santilli, an assistant superintendent down there, who was instrumental in kind of making that happen and offering up his school and uh, his district for that purpose because we wanted to reach as many educators as possible. So in Ed, Egg Harbor Township, we did have significantly less people register and attend that day. Um, but again, that's an issue that I think all Ed Camps struggle with is how do we spread the word about this type of learning? How do we best market it to the surrounding school districts? And one of the things that we rely on heavily is social media. While we would love to be able to send a, a physical letter or flyers to every school district, that's it's just not in our budget. So one tip I'll throw in here is if you who is listening, you attend EdCamp and you enjoy EdCamp, tell other people about EdCamp. Let them know when other EdCamps are happening. Let them know when you attended a good one and why you liked it and, and really become an agent and a salesperson for these types of unconferences and learning opportunities. And if there's one you like, head over to the education calendar and post it there and help spread the word. Really, that's what it's all about. If you like this, tell other people about it. Yeah, and that's the way it should be. You know, I, I kind of feel like always, any event we go to, we talked about numbers a couple episodes ago. You know, it's not about the numbers, it's about the learning experience. And of course, you know, depending on who's around you, you're going to want to learn from more people, but hopefully it was an intimate setting and whatever the case may be that, that they were enjoying it. But if you're afraid to share, if you're afraid to sound like a big nerd, you know, this isn't Fight Club. You're allowed to talk about EdCamp. So please make sure you're sharing you're sharing your passions. You know, that's what we keep talking to you guys about. Um, always going forward and, and continuing with our educational journey and making lives better for teachers and, and students all over uh, the next one here, this is a really good one that stood out to me as a, as a positive criticism that, uh, quote, norms and expectations for sessions are established clearly uh, because there were quite a few sessions that felt like traditional PD rather than organic conversations. So this person's still kind of complaining if I'm listening to that right. Like Ed Camp would have been better if norms and expectations had been established clearly. It sounds like that person has gone to many Ed Camps. Or has had experience at maybe not many, but different ed camps where some can be conversational. Um, I know I, most of the sessions I attended yesterday were conversational, but there was one where, you know, the PowerPoint came out and there were things that seemed presentational. Um, but I don't. I don't know. I felt like the sessions I attended were pretty conversational. What do you think? I mean, I think we're, we're, we're torn with this one because I think a lot of people, you know, have their ideas set in mind and they're obviously putting up a session because there's something they want to talk about. 
And whether it's based on a presentation they've done before, an idea they have, or a conversation. I mean, we've been battling with this idea since we started EdCamp. You know, we always talk about the fact that, you know, you're supposed to facilitate, you're supposed to facilitate. And we don't use the word present, we say session, or we say facilitator instead of presenter. But it's up to the person who's running the session. Maybe some people actually want to go and just want to see a presentation. Maybe they're too shy or introverted that they don't want to have a conversation. They just want to sit there and listen. So I understand why this could be a criticism. And again, it is something that we have battled with. You know, you always understand where people are coming from with this because some people really just want to get the most out of a day. And that is, I want to see what you're doing in your classroom or what you're doing in your school. That's true. There are people who do want that type of PD. And I think also, you know, if you're new to ed camping, you're not really quite sure what it is. And, you know, I'll say my first few ed camps were very presentational. And then becoming one of the organizers for EdCamp New Jersey, we made, we made a concerted effort to kind of move past, you know, here's my dirty 30, here's, you know, all the apps and extensions that anyone should use. Like, that changes on the dime. That's That's an old way of going about things. And we move towards conversations. So depending on what your expectations are or how experienced you are at EdCamp, Maybe you come in, you're a new time, you're a first timer and you think, oh, I'm going to share this PD that I offered at my district and everyone's going to love it because everyone at my district loved it. So it's kind of hard to strike that balance. And, and we're actually very intentional and we've done this over the last couple of years in our correspondence and what we put out there. The language we use is literally leave your prepackaged presentation at home. We want conversations. So no so. dirty 30s at our EdCamp New Jersey? We try our best not to have dirty 30s at EdCamp New Jersey. Here's another good one. And, and again, to the idea of a new person at EdCamp, uh, this person said, more topics and know them in advance. This coming from a first-time attendee. So I would like to think over the course of the day, they were more brought into the fold and should now have an idea of, here's what the session board is. It's coming that day. We build it that day. And really, EdCamp is customizable for every attendee. No two people should have the same experience. Unless, I know I've walked around with Stacey and we've gone to the same sessions, we'll have a similar experience. But it's really customizable. And I think one of the things we didn't do yesterday, maybe we should have done, this is, you know, just, just from an organizing standpoint, I think we should have had, and we might have forgot about this, that little session for the first-timers. If you've never been to an ed camp, come on over to this section here and we'll kind of lay out the groundwork for you. That's a place. We, but we only said it, and I'll blame me on the microphone, only said it one time during that first hour of networking and breakfast. Okay. Well, and, and the reason I even wanted it to take place was because we did have so many new people there yesterday that when they were coming up to the session board and, you know, I'll start a conversation with almost anybody, you know, and a couple of people, were, I was like, oh, can I, you know, do you want to put a session up? They're like, no, I'm really just trying to figure out what today is. And, you know, then it, by the time I got to the second person, it wasn't that I didn't want to help her. I just felt that, oh, there's a need. I perceived the need and I asked Dan Borgroff to do it. And then he found Sandy and Sandy Paul did it for us. So Shout out to Sandy Paul. <laughs> and Dan, who very, very nicely told me no. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll link to all of these people's awesome Twitter accounts 
in the show notes for this episode over at podcastpd.com slash 41. So you can connect besides listening to us talk about how we plan ed camp and how we deal with and work with the critiques and feedback, uh, how other people also have planned this over the years. This next one, I'm going to read this uh, verbatim verbatim. So quote, if there was a better balance between elementary age related topics and secondary ed topics, I thought the topics this year were not as varied and the majority was geared towards older students. Yeah. So again, working the board, I kind of saw that too, but with EdCamp, you're at the mercy of the attendees. And if you have a lot of middle and high school teachers who are willing to share ideas or host a room or whatever, then that's what the sessions are going to be about. But it has me thinking, should there be an EdCamp elementary ed? Like that would be cut. No, Chris, Chris is shaking his head now. I don't know. Being the only elementary educator in this group right here, um, I just, I think it would be kind of cool. But you guys are both shaking your heads now. Okay, so based on hearing you say that, one, I'm sure there are ed camps geared towards elementary educators in places in this world that we live in. I have not seen one in New Jersey, and we are like the ed camp capital of the world. That's true. Uh, So if you're not in New Jersey, please don't take offense to that. But maybe, and we kind of talked about this when we were getting ready to do the session, like, oh, do we want to use the big post-its on the board to denote topics or levels? Maybe that's something where we can use two different colors to denote, you know, elementary and middle or, and middle and high school to try and visually let people know what those topics are. But then for this person, I would tell them, if you notice this over the course of the first three or four sessions, then during lunchtime, get a session up or talk to some people and find other elementary educators and get some elementary related sessions up on the board. Again, it comes back to ed camp is what you make of it. So if you're an elementary level teacher and you're not seeing the types of PD you want, then maybe you need to be the one to start that conversation. And if it's not in a classroom, do it in the hallway, do it in the cafeteria. The opportunity is there. We can certainly do a better job in how we promote EdCamp because I think every EdCamp is still sending people to the EdCamp 101 video on YouTube from, what, seven, eight years ago. There are more things we can do. But I hear what this person is saying. We just have to find some new ways to accommodate that. And again, it comes to we're reflecting here live in the podcast and we'll continue to try to make EdCamp New Jersey the best that it can be. Next up, a person saying it would have been better if it was only a half a day. (laughs) I laugh because last year the feedback was, I wish that EdCamp was longer. So part of the beauty of the day as it was built, and it goes back to what I said earlier, you know, you have the four sessions in the morning, lunch, that is the perfect opportunity to make your day what you want it to be. So if you need to bug out early, then you leave at lunch or you leave before lunch so that you get something out of the day as far as learning, but you still get to, you know, have a day that isn't necessarily given up for for school or a work obligation. Not that ed camp is an obligation for me, but, you know, if you have somewhere to go, leave. It's almost like the rule of two feet applies to, you know, the entire day, not just sessions. And that's what I have to say about that. 
Well, that was some tremendous feedback. And if you were listening to this and you did uh, attend EdCamp and you left us some feedback, we appreciate it. If you did not, please make sure you do that. Uh, We're always looking to improve and fix the day and make you happy as you are attending. Now, we're going to kick it over to three amazing people who are at EdCamp talking to other amazing educators. So those three knuckleheads, let's hear it from you. All right, so we are here at EdCamp New Jersey. Here's a little segment here on Podcast PD. I'm here live in the mobile Podcast PD studio with AJ. What's up, buddy? Yo, Chris. And Stacy. And Stacy. Hi, Chris. Hi, AJ. You're looking at me. We can talk you're, to each other. Yeah, it's we're totally actually cool. like, literally this is the weirdest thing. It's takes like looking away, like pretending she's not here. All right, I'm going to talk to yeah. you guys. I'm going to look we over here. We need a computer screen in front of us. <laughs> so this is what did you guys think of today? Ed Camp is like our thing. This is probably one of my favorite Ed Camp New Jerseys yet. Why? Um, there was a lot of variety on the board. I really feel like some of the growing pains we've had as we've gotten bigger were um, solved. And fixed and figured out. And I attended some really great sessions in the morning. So for me, it was win-win all the way around. AJ, what are your thoughts on today? I thought it was fantastic uh, for the fact that it was good to see some familiar faces. But it was good to actually meet new people and get out of the comfort zone and find people that, you know, we've seen on Twitter before but never met face-to-face. I think it's been fantastic. And we got to meet some listeners. There's one that she was waving. There, she's waving now. We'll just give Priscilla a Priscilla, shout out on the you next come episode. Over. Come, Priscilla. That's the bell. So the session is over. Thank you, Joe Juba. Bowtie Joe making announcements here. Priscilla, she is at P one on Twitter. Because I'm talking right into the microphone. It's okay. So, Priscilla, take a seat. Go ahead. So, Priscilla, tell us about your role in education. What do you do? I am a middle school math teacher over in Milltown, New Jersey. In Milltown? Nice. Yes. You guys have your own EdCamp coming up soon, right? We do, March 9th. EdCamp Madness? EdCamp Madness, March Madness, March 9th. Very cool. Can anybody come to that? Anybody can come to that. Just sign up with your district email. Very nice. We're also joined by Eric Geis, who is also a podcaster and listener of the show. What's going on, buddy? Not much. Thanks for having me on. So, Eric, tell us a little about yourself. Tell us what you do. Tell us what you thought of EdCamp New Jersey today. I am a tech coach from Hopewell Valley, and uh, as the year goes on and time gets stale in the classroom, you need a little pick-me-up. So that was a little bit of uh, caffeine to the vein today. Now, you won some prizes. What would you win, just so people know? I won an awesome EdCamp t-shirt. It's, uh, I think it was made for me. It was a double XL. <laughs> so the system wasn't rigged or anything, we promise. <laughs> We're also joined here at the table by Siobhan Prasad, one of the EdCamp organizers. How was your day today? Today was great. It's exciting to be in a room with 400 educators looking to learn and share and uh, get energized at this time of the year. Did you get to attend any sessions today? I did not attend any sessions. I did a couple sessions um, with Breakout EDU just helping teachers learn more about it and things, but in terms of, you know, organizing, trying to make sure things are played a helping hand today, more or less. I think one of the things that uh, I'm proud of Siobhan right now is Siobhan and I just were in a session together very quickly, 
And I think we just inspired three people to start their own ed camps in their school for PD. Was the session about how to start an ed camp? The session was titled, You All Did Such a Great Job, I Want to Host an Ed Camp. That's awesome. We also have Bowtie Joe, former guest of the podcast, stopping by the podcast PD table. So what's, how was your day today? My day was exciting. Uh, everyone seemed to have a productive, learning-filled day. Um, so as an organizer, that was definitely a pleasure to see. Um, logistically, I think the day went off without a hitch. Lunch was fantastic. Um, and the conversations that I was able to pop into and experience were definitely enlightening. And I definitely look forward to the session notes so that I could do a little bit of learning on my own time. Yeah, that's definitely something that us as organizers and leaders <laughs> certainly can't take advantage of. But having those notes available, AJ, certainly very powerful. Yeah, those notes, the, whoever set up those notes, they were beautifully done, nicely organized. And in all seriousness, I think those, those notes are going to be forever used and held on to by every participant of an EdCamp. Well, well, they are forever available. So, I mean, we'll put a link in the show notes for this episode, which I don't know the number yet. But it'll be over at uh, edcampnewjersey.net. But we'll link directly to that over on podcastpd.com. And AJ just informed me that this is going to be a part of episode 41. So if you go to podcastpd.com slash 41, you'll be able to access not only this year's EdCamp New Jersey notes, but previous years as well, because sharing is caring. Thanks, Joe. So, AJ, it's just you and me sitting here at the table while people are coming in to see if they won prizes. So you might get some ambient noise. Wait a second. Hold on. Get in here, Sandy. Sandy, get in here. You listen to your own Sandy, voice. Sandy, who is a listener of the podcast, who we got to meet face-to-face today. Sandy, please introduce yourself um, to your community of listeners. Okay. Um, hi, I'm Sandy. Um, I teach at Voorhees High School in Glen Gardner, New Jersey. I teach FCS and business. And uh, this is like my sixth ed camp, I think. So I'm an ed camp veteran. <laughs> Did you get the EdCamp veteran? I did. Pen, I was very uh, excited. Sticker? That's the first time I've seen that one. So nice. I was excited to put it on my my uh, laptop with all my other stickers. I have quite an arrangement of stickers on my laptop. I'm not going to lie. How can people connect with you who want to say, oh, I want to learn more from Sandy? Um, I My Twitter handle is at shortsandytech without the O. So S-H-R-T-S-A-N-D-Y. It's a Web 2.0 world. We're just going to drop vowels at will. Yes, exactly. Well, you know, I am vertically challenged, so (laughs) it makes sense that the short Sandy is there. But, you know, dropping that O makes it a little more Web 2.0. Absolutely. Now, what was your biggest takeaway from today? Dr. Is it Sarens? Severins? Tracy Severins? On... uh, uh, practices and possibility amazing she had a really a lot of great things to say um the key takeaway was this idea of taking your disadvantages and looking at them as advantages and and vice versa and 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 really trying to build from that and trying to figure out new ways to look at your whatever it is curriculum pedagogy whatever um and what is the disadvantages and how can we now make them advantages Dr. Severns is is great, and we'll definitely link her Twitter account in our show notes because she is a must-follow in education, Uh, somebody definitely that we all should be learning from. So from EdCamp New Jersey, this is, again, just a little piece of episode 41. So on behalf of Stacy, AJ, and myself, I'm now going to toss it back to Stacy, AJ, and myself back in the studio.
All right. Thanks, Chris, Stacy, and AJ for that fantastic live report here on Podcast PD. So, all right. We're, so we're back to us here. In our individual homes. <laughs> in our individual homes. on, <laughs> But it's always nice. One, I love when we can actually be together in the same place for anything. And to, to be able to record, take the microphones out and do what we do really well was nice. One of the nice things is uh, that day we got to give out some of our new stickers. So they look really cool. So if you want to get one of our new podcast PD stickers for your laptop or someplace you collect your education stickers, for me, it's actually a garbage can here in the house of ed tech. I'll put a picture up in our show notes. If I remember, reach out to us, Twitter, Instagram, send us an email feedback at podcastpd.com and let us know where we can mail you a sticker. The only thing you need to do to pay us back is to then take a picture of you and our sticker out in the wild. That would be awesome. Rather than share what we're listening to specifically, we'd like to put out the call because it is that magical time of year here at the end of the calendar year. We call it December. Some of you might call it Christmas time. Some of you might be getting ready for or in the middle of Hanukkah or Kwanzaa or whatever you celebrate here in the winter. But something we do, and we're going to be doing it for the second time, this is the second annual 12 Days of Podcast PD. Last year, the three of us released 12 episodes over the course of 12 consecutive days, really short, where we each gave recommendations. You can certainly go back into the archive if you missed those, if you're a late subscriber after the holidays of 2017. But we're doing it again this year. The thing that we're doing differently, though, is we don't want to do all the heavy lifting and come up with 12 recommendations between the three of us. So we would like to open it up to you who's listening to contribute to this year's 12 Days of Podcast PD. AJ, Stacy, myself, we've got the first three covered. So if you want to join us on our 12 Days of Podcast PD, send us your podcast recommendations via Voxer. You can join our Voxer group, and if you're not in it, let us know. We'll add you to that. Or you can go to podcastpd.com forward slash feedback and click on the SpeakPipe link where you can send us some audio feedback as to which podcast you think our listeners should be queuing up in their next uh, round of listening. Or as a final option, you can send us an email. It's feedback at podcastpd.com. Again, send us a little audio message. If you're an iPhone user, take a voice memo. If you're an Android user, I'm not really sure what you use because I'm not phone ag- agnostic. I have a preference. But um, Chris can tell you how to record some audio. He's got all the ways. He's an expert audio recorder. Anyway, we want to hear from you. Voxer, our, our website, or send us an email. Yeah, and just keep those audio recordings to... I'd say three to five minutes, and you just want to let us know what the podcast is, where people can find it, let us know why you enjoy it, and also be sure to include how people can connect with you. And because we have some of the best podcast listeners in the world, we know we're going to get more than nine. So what we'll do with the extras, we will just turn around and use them in future episodes and include you guys and gals in our normal What Are We Listening To segment. Oh, I thought you said. I thought you were going to say we could do like an Easter basket or something for the next holiday. I'm being silly now. Maybe it's an Easter egg. 
So Stacy, we've covered a lot in this episode. We've talked about EdCamp. We've talked about some of the positives, some of the critical feedback, how we deal with it. And we also got to talk to ourselves, so to speak. We had a great interview with so many great people. Again, links will be in the show notes at podcastpd.com slash 41 to connect with everybody that we spoke to at EdCamp New Jersey. And we certainly encourage you who's listening, if you've never been to an EdCamp, go to an EdCamp or go to some educational conference or event. Maybe it's Coffee EDU, but get out there and take an active role in your professional development. We don't have any other feedback from listeners, but as we get that, you know, we're happy to play that and share that here on the podcast. Stacy, let's do the magic. All right, at this bewitching hour, it is time to say goodnight. Say goodnight, AJ. Say goodnight, Christopher. Goodnight, Christopher. Goodnight, Podcast PD. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Podcast PD. For links to all of the resources mentioned in this and every episode, please visit our website, podcastpd.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at AJ Bianco. And I also blog at AJBianco.me. You can connect with me on Twitter. I am Mr. Nessie. And I would love it if you also checked out the House of Ed Tech podcast over on ChrisNessie.com. You can connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at IronTech. And I blog at IronTech.me. Connect with Podcast PD on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast PD. We would also love to have you as a member of our Facebook community. Go to podcastpd.com slash Facebook to join. You can help us reach more educators like you by telling someone else about the podcast. So share us with a colleague. And if you do it on social media, please make sure to tag us. Podcast PD is a proud member of the Education Podcast Network. The Education Podcast Network. Podcast for educators, podcast by educators. For more great education podcasts, visit edupodcastnetwork.com.